welcome back to Sports Talk CPC's second season, brought to you by CPC Publishing and Entertainment LLC. Enjoy. Well, hello, listeners. This is CPC Sports Talk. Hello, Andre. Hello, Billy. Hello, Stephen. These are our hosts for tonight. Hello. Hello, listeners. We're going to start this episode, episode five. We're talking about the NCAA tournament. Um, The brackets were released this week, and this is one of my favorite times of the year. Um, I'm going to start by talking with the West Bracket. Um, The number one overall seed is Gonzaga. Um, They are a team out West, and right now they're currently undefeated. Um, There are a couple playing games that are going to take place on Thursday before the tournament starts. Um, We have two 16 seeds, which is Norfolk State. Um, We'll be playing against Appalachian State. And then we have also two 11 seeds, which is Wichita State and Drake. Um, the winner of the Norfolk State game will be the will play the number one overall seed Gonzaga, and the winner of the Wichita Drake game will play the six seed USC. Um, the bracket goes as follows: um, it will be Gonzaga against the winner of the playoff, the playing game. And then you'll have the eight seed Oklahoma against the nine seed Missouri. And then you have Creighton, the 5C, playing the 12C, UC Santa Barbara. Then you have the 4C, Virginia, playing the 13C, Ohio. You have USC, the 6C, which will be playing against the playing game, Wichita State or Drake. You have the 3C, Kansas, playing against Eastern Washington. You have the 7C, Oregon, playing against Virginia Commonwealth University, VCU. And then the last game will be the 2C Iowa playing against the 15C Grand Canyon University. Um, I'll start by saying that coming out of this bracket, uh, I like Gonzaga. Uh, I don't think they have a real tough road um, to make it to the Final Four. The only team that I can see giving them a run will probably be Virginia, um, the national champion last year or the year before last, since last year was canceled because of COVID. And I will say that my upset in this bracket, um, coming out the West, I would say is going to be the 15th seed, Grand Canyon University. Um, I predict that they'll come out. It's their first time making it to the NCAA tournament, and I was able to watch a game or two um, while they were playing in their conference um, championship game, and they have a couple good guards on their team and when you get to the NCAA tournament you have to have good guard play so um, that will be my upset coming out of the West Grand Canyon over Iowa um, what do you think Bill okay uh, me as well I like Grand Canyon over Iowa Iowa hasn't been playing well this year a lot of their guys have been hurt and uh, I think they're a little uh, wore out from playing in that big 10 so I do think Grand Canyon is going to come out with a lot of excitement and uh, win that game. Another uh, upset game I like is the uh, UCSB over Creighton. I think they could be, that could be a, a sleeper game right there. 
Santa Barbara is pretty strong as well. I think they might be able to beat Creighton. I like I like Gonzaga. I think they have a easy road. But also Gonzaga earlier this year they beat Virginia by over twenty points. So I don't know if Virginia has enough to keep up with Gonzaga. I will predict that Gonzaga will get beat, that they will not run the table. I don't think that, I just think there's going to be too much pressure for them to go all the way and not lose. I like the the upset, like you said, of five and twelve, Santa Barbara and over Creighton, and I think that I'm picking Iowa instead of Grand Canyon. I just think that a few days of rest and that Iowa, their shooters will get their legs back and and come back. That uh, Garza kid will have a, a, a good tournament. He's a bull down in the paint. And I just think that by them playing in that Big Ten, they're just rough and ready to play. Piggyback off what you were saying about uh, Gonzaga not making it, I think that uh, Missouri or Oklahoma is going to give Gonzaga a tough game. And if Missouri pulls it out, like you said, they play in the Big Ten, and a lot of those Big Ten schools are in this tournament. I think it's nine, and uh, that's going to be a tough game for Gonzaga right there, especially if they have to play Missouri. Right. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the refs. If the refs are going to let them play and if the refs are going to let them bang, you know, uh, the Big Ten League is a banging league, so it's very, very physical. And if the refs call nickel and dime fouls, the Big Ten is in trouble. So we will see how the refs call the game and if the refs let them play. Because that's going to make a big difference. Right. uh, The other day, Sunday, and Saturday and Sunday, the rest let them play. So there was a lot of fouls that weren't called, and they just let them bang. And I thought the, the, the games were so much more interesting and close because the refs didn't call ticky-tack, nickel-and-dime fouls. Yeah, we'll see how that goes because when tournament time comes, that's when the refs usually get a little softer. So we'll see how it goes. A lot of teams will be playing with refs that aren't used to that style of play. 
Um, the Big Ten refs know the style of play that they play in the Big Ten, so they let a lot of stuff slide. So that's definitely going to make a difference in that Iowa-Grand Canyon game. If they let them be physical, Iowa might be a little too much for Grand Canyon. But if you get referees that call ticky-tack fouls, it's going to be hard for Iowa. Right. Okay, next I would like to go into the East bracket. Number one overall seed in the East is Michigan. They have to play the winner of the 16th seed, which is on Thursday evening between Mount St. Mary and Texas Southern. Then you have the 8th seed LSU against the 9th seed St. Buena Vista. Then you have the 5th seed Colorado against the 12th seed Georgetown. You have the fourth seed, Florida State, against the 13th seed, University of North Carolina, Greensboro. And you have the sixth seed, BYU. And they're playing the winner of the Thursday night game, Mississippi, um, excuse me, Michigan State and UCLA. Then you have the three seed, Texas, against the 14th seed. Albany Christian. Then you have the seventh seed UConn versus the tenth seed Maryland. And then you have the two seed Alabama versus the fifteenth seed Iona. Now my upset for this bracket would be Georgetown over Colorado. Georgetown has a, a played the last four or five games real tough. And they came out of that Big East. So I believe that Georgetown is going to be the upset of this bracket. What do you think, Dre? Um, looking at the, bra- the brackets, I also like Georgetown over Colorado. Uh, Georgetown is one of those teams where they dealt with COVID issues a lot during the beginning of the season. So they missed a few games. Um they didn't have a full roster through a lot of the beginning of their season. So they, they lost a lot of games, but once they got their full roster back together, they kind of gelled, and that's how they were able to beat the, uh, win the Big East tournament, which nobody thought they would win. Uh, plus, I like Patrick Ewing as a coach as well. Um, I like what Patty Ewing is doing down there, uh, coaching Georgetown. He's, he's bringing a lot of that John Thompson back. Um, from the era when Georgetown was a dominant school. Um, so I also agree with Georgetown being the upset of the bracket. Um, and I also I think that coming out of the bracket, um, I like Michigan um, coming out of the bracket playing that, but I think Florida State is going to come out of that bracket. Um, I like the way they play. They gave them a four seed, but I think Florida State should have been a lot higher. Yeah. in the seed, and I think it, it actually is working out in their favor, being the four seed. Uh, <clears throat> Florida State, they have a big team, and when you have a big team, that kind of gives Michigan troubles. That's why Michigan lost to Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament because Ohio State has big guards, and Michigan has um, smaller guards. So I think that's going to play a role if – uh, Michigan gets to play Florida State in the Sweet 16. They still have to get past LSU, 
Um, LSU is a was a good team that um, almost won the SEC championship. So it's going to be a tough road for Michigan. They <clears throat> every game they play through the tournament is going to be a high quality team. I think they gave Michigan the hardest uh, number one seed. Like you said, uh, LSU was pretty good. You got Georgetown, who won one of the big keys. You got Florida State. They got to get past Texas. They were uh, they went deep into the SEC tournament, or the Big 12 tournament, I'm sorry. And then you got Alabama, who won the tournament. So uh, Michigan has a rough road to get to the Final Four championship. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree, uh, especially – what you were saying, Dre. I like Georgetown. They've won the last nine out of ten. Uh, by Patrick Ewing being alumni of Georgetown, he he really cares about the kids, and I think that he's an excellent coach. He's also got Louis Orr as a coach down there. So you got two guys that played at least 10 years for the New York Knicks. Uh, Louis Orr was coached at Seton Hall. He's coached to Xavier. And I like I like Georgetown coming out of there. I also, like you said, I, I like Florida State. Um, Michigan did get the probably the, the roughest draw. I think Gonzaga got the easiest draw. Uh, they better look out for Alabama down at the bottom. That that I watch Alabama and LSU, and both of those teams can play. So that might be the toughest bracket that is in the whole tournament. Then you got Maryland down there, but I, I think they gave Texas, uh, they gave them a number three seed. I thought they should have been a lot higher, uh, just because they they won the Big Twelve. Um, yeah, that was especially beating Baylor. Right. Uh, well, that was a big win. Well, they, that was definitely a big. Win. Well, I think they actually, they actually got a three seed. They, they beat Oklahoma Baylor. State. That's the reason they got a three seed. And don't forget, yeah, that, Louis Orr is from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, so we're gonna start off, and we're gonna go to the south, and the south. Number one seed in the South is Baylor, um, Big 12 champions. Um, their first game will be against the 16 seed Hartford. And then you have a 8-9 seed, which should be a good game, um, North Carolina and Wisconsin. Um, then the 5-12 and 12 seed is Villanova and Winthrop. The 4-13 is Purdue and North Texas. Um, the 6-11 and 11 is Texas Tech versus Utah State. Um, the three C versus the fourteen is Arkansas versus Colgate. Then you have Florida at seven against Virginia Tech at ten. And then the two seed is Ohio State 
against Oral Roberts. Um, I'll start out by saying that this there's a couple upsets I see in this conference that could be an upset. The five and twelve, the Winthrop, um, they're twenty three and one. Um, going against Villanova, um, Winthrop is one of the small schools who um, I've seen them play in their conference they tournament, and they were actually the conference champions, and they have a great team. They have a couple big men that can play, and they also have good guard play. Yes. That's one upset. And my other upset I see would be Oral Roberts over Ohio State. Well... We had a little te- technical difficulty, and they'll be right back. We're back. Okay, continuing where we left off at, uh, my next upset is Ohio State. Um, Ohio State doesn't have a true score. So with them not having a true score, I think that that two seed was a little high for them. Because they've lost, before the Big Ten tournament, they lost five out of six. And in all six games, they were up by double digits with 10 minutes to go in the second half. So they're a team that goes into a lot of scoring droughts. Um, They don't have a true scorer who can take over the game. So I think that's really going to hurt Ohio State. And Oral Roberts is a pretty good team. Every year they come in the tournament, they usually – are a lower seed. They've had some pretty good upsets, and the games they don't win, it's always close. So that would be my second upset. And I think the Baylor Bears are going to um, take the South. Um, I think they're just too strong all the way around, strong of a team. I think the, the Texas loss that they had in the Big 12 championship was kind of the loss they needed to regroup and to get back into playing the ball that they normally play. I honestly think that they have the easier role, even easier than Gonzaga. The South is uh, pretty easy. A lot of these teams uh, don't look real good. Uh, I also agree with the Winthorpe Villanova. Villanova's been in and out all year uh, dealing with the COVID, so I don't think their team really had a chance to jail like they should. So I think Winthorpe uh, would upset them. I also think Utah State could upset Texas Tech, too. Texas Tech has been shaky all year. They've been dealing with a lot. Utah uh, State's coming on strong here in the end. I believe they could upset Texas Tech as well. So um, Baylor has the easiest road in my eyes to get into the Final Four. Yeah, Villanova lost their score. And uh, we're going to give a shout-out to another Cincinnati kid that's Starting guard for Baylor. His name is Maisie Oteague. And I think that Baylor will go all the way to the championship game. I like Baylor. Uh, They had a loss to Oklahoma State, but I just think that they needed to lose one before the tournament to bring them back down. Uh, I'm going to go with the Midwest. And that'll be 
Illinois playing Drexel, 1-16. Loyola, Chicago against Georgia Tech. That's an 8-9 game. Tennessee against Oregon State. That's a 5-12. Oklahoma State and Liberty. That's a 4-13. San Diego State, 6-11 against Syracuse. West Virginia and Moorhead State. That's a 3-14. Clemson against Rutgers, which is a 7 and a 10. And Houston at 2 and Cleveland State at 15. This might be the toughest bracket. I think that it is. I think with Houston, Illinois, Georgia Tech, Oklahoma State, San Diego State, West Virginia. This might be the toughest bracket of all. I like Oklahoma State. I like Oregon State at a 12 to upset. Number five, Tennessee. I like San Diego State. That's not an upset. And Houston. I think Houston will at least go to the final four on this side of the bracket. What do you all think? That's a tough one. Um, this might, you right, this might be one of the toughest brackets coming out. Um, I like Illinois. Uh, Illinois um, has a big man that I don't think if he, if he, you get him down in the paint, I don't think anybody in the country can stick their big man. Yeah, Kofi. Um, yes, Cockburn. Yeah. Um, I like Oklahoma State. Uh, they have a good team. But I also like West Virginia and Houston. So I think they're elite eight. Can any one of the teams in the Elite Eight can, well, in the top eight in the Midwest can go to the Final Four? I mm-hmm. mean, because I think it, Illinois, it'll be Illinois, Oklahoma State against West Virginia, Houston. So I think any four of those teams, they're all tough teams. They're all hard-nosed teams. They're all teams that play inside-outside ball. They don't rely on the three-pointer. So when you have – big men that can play inside outside ball as well as shoot the three I think it's a lot harder plus it's nothing like um, West Virginia and that Bobby Huggins press so this this is actually going to be I think one of these two teams or one team out the Midwest I think will be in the championship game if they wanted to see how tough Gonzaga was they should have put Gonzaga over here then yeah. you would have seen how tough they are. You know, I think a lot of times these 
these brackets are biased and they put the team that they want to win with the easiest schedule. And from what I can see, it sure looks like Gonzaga has a cakewalk, at least to the four. But yeah, we haven't we haven't seen them play anybody yet this right, year. Right. The fact that COVID hit and they didn't have any of the tournaments at the beginning of the year like they normally do. That's usually the time that Gonzaga plays top teams. But I mean, they play in a conference where they're the only team that goes to the NCAA tournament every year. So you really don't know what type of team Gonzaga is if they're not playing outside of their conference. Well, not only that, they they always stay on the west. They never want to come to the to the east coast or to the south and play. They're always staying out on the west. And as we know, they're really usually there's no tough teams out on the west. Uh, this year there there was Baylor and Oklahoma State. But that, that, that's the exception usually. So, you know, I like to, to see them come on this side of the country and and get their hands dirty and then see what they really have. But, like I said, I still don't think they will run the table. Matter of fact, I will predict that they get beat. They will not go undefeated. And wear the championship crown. I agree. It's, been, it's a tough role for number one seeds. Coming into the uh, into the tournament, uh, the number one seed, it's been six years since the number one seed has even been in a championship game. And it's been eight years since the number one seed even won a championship game. So and their odds of winning are very slim. And it's been since 1976. Since Indiana ran the table from the beginning to the end, that right. Bobby Knight team with Quinn Buckner, Butch Carter, who was uh, Chris Carter's older brother, he was on that team. So I, I just think that. That was probably the best team I've ever seen and the best coach. So we'll see what Mark Few has. It seems like whoever comes out the Midwest, I'm almost willing to say will win the championship because Houston puts up a lot of points. If Houston can get on the run, I think they'll be able to uh, outscore Illinois. Illinois uh, slows down a, a, a few times. I watched them play against uh, a couple Big Ten teams, and uh, they slowed the game down a lot. And, and Houston likes to run. So if Houston can put a lot of points up on them, they won't give their big man a chance to get inside and score, and they'll have to run with them. So I think Houston might be able to pull that one out. Georgia Tech might give Illinois all they want. Right. Yeah, Georgia Tech surprised a lot of teams. Yes. So yes. what do y'all what do, do you all think about no Duke and no Kentucky this year? I think it's refreshing. It's uh it's refreshing not to to see all of the McDonalds all Americans that 
get to go to Kentucky and get to go to Duke and then they play their games and wind up winning, especially Duke. Uh, Kentucky's had a hard time winning the last few years, but there's no Duke, there's no Kentucky. Well, I mean, that's a product of recruiting high recruits who uh, high recruit kids who only plan on playing one year. Yeah, but that's you, the price you pay. Most of the kids on there for themselves. They're not coming to play any type of team ball. They're coming to get as many points as possible and shoot as many shots as they can to get their name in the draft so they can go in the draft after that first year. Well, I'll it's, say this, that you got to have a coach, too. He's got to be more than just a recruiter. I mean, Calipari can recruit them kids to Kentucky, but I don't think he can run X's and O's because if you look in the NBA, there's too many stars that have come out of Kentucky for them not to have won it the last four or five years. They should have won the NCAA at least four out of the last six years. So... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But so, if you think about the kids that's in the NBA now, how many of them have NBA championships too? Right, but like you said, you can't play kids against grown men all the time and think you're going to win. Exactly. That's the truth. So, that's the truth. You right. want to see that the, the teams that's winning, they got a lot of juniors and seniors. Right. They're much, those, those men are much stronger than those 18-year-old kids. You know, so... That philosophy with one and done, I don't know where he came up with that, but it ain't working for him. It's a rarity that you find a kid that can actually play one and done. Right. And Zion, Zion is already in the NBA, so that was really the he's last. One of, he's one of the exceptions. Exactly. Well, we're going to wrap it up. We thank you all for listening. Did anybody have any other comments? Nope, let the games begin. All right, we thank you for, for listening to this podcast. And this podcast show, episode five, is dedicated to Uncle Eddie Griffin, who is 99 years old, and he's a fan of Cleveland State. So until next time, thank you.